I always tell people, you know what the most important thing is in any cold email system? It's not the subject line, it's not what's in the body. It's the name that it's coming from. Because if Enzo emails me, I'm gonna open it because I'm like, that's my boy Enzo. I think LinkedIn is today what Instagram was like five, six years ago. I still yeah. think we're just like, we're just getting started. And you need oh. to you need to get on a train right now because like in five years from now, it's gonna be completely different. It's gonna be hard to get traction. You helped Hormozy on his last book launch, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, on, on the cold email part who can who can set us the most people showing up to the book launch i'm like okay let's do it guys and to give you the idea so that was five weeks and that was i started at like number 12 worldwide after the first week i climbed to number one worldwide at the last three days i have a you know um a one email in smart lead slash instantly and this one email i've sent to like it's got a two percent reply rate not 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 the best however of that i'm a one-man show i've set up in the past four weeks 136 Meaning. Are you in looking for weeks. a job? I I'm yeah. hiring, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this Gmail and and uh, drama that's going on? If you go on LinkedIn, it's like the world is ending, my man. One hundred percent. Right now, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, if and people maybe that know there were organizations sending over, I think five thousand emails daily will face potentially blocking starting yeah, in Q1 yeah. 2024. If complaint rates are too high, and when we talk about complaint, complaint rates too high, we're talking about 0.3% of spam rates. We're talking about like three email out of a thousand. So it's going to be extremely hard. And on top of that, you have to follow certain guidelines and requirements. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's kind of symptomatic for larger trends. Uh, you know, the whole predictable revenue playbook is just dead. There's too many yeah. tools I have to optimize for volume over relevance. Uh, and outreach has become a daily interruption and, and even an annoyance. Uh, I experienced yeah. it myself and not just so much insight that I, like it used to be. And if you think about the overall, you know, game when it comes to cold email, that you either do it for like big enterprise events for like cold email agency, you could mm -hmm. get started for a couple of hundred dollars with an Apple account because the cost of data will increasingly become cheaper over and over with time. It's the same thing for email sequencer and the same applies to email finder verifier. So now we have inboxes that completely overwhelm and buyer aren't responding to code outreach like before. So it's big trouble for many sales team relying on the high volume outbound messaging, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, now, what does it mean for the future? I think for sure, and you know, we, 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 we're both on the same kind of, you know, WhatsApp dark chat group, you know, we know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> in the pirate uh, email group. In the yeah. pirate, <laughs> shout out to Jesse. Shout uh, out to and Jesse, all, yeah. And all the crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, it means that email infrastructure is soon going to get expensive. Even the traditional mailbox, the, the Google policy won't be applied to the domain, but also to the IP address. And IP and domain reputation are tracked separately. So in a traditional model that we used to know, you mostly only care about your domain reputation. If you don't want it to get a little fancy, you host your domain on Cloudflare, and then you were using Fodderly for your warm up, you had a good margin. But now, mm -hmm. each ESP has their own algorithm. Some prioritize domain reputation over IP, some prioritize IP reputation over domain, and some have a balanced score between IP reputation and domain reputation. On our end, I will tell you in our agency, we're considering building our own custom servers in the long term. But I'll oh, tell you our wow. top priority right now is building our own private warm-up network with our own private IP pool. Wow. So it, it, it almost sounds, and then for those people that, that listen to this or that are listening, 
Um, I'll give them some context. I'm so curious. I was just like, all right, let's get into those thoughts. But basically, they they released this this email or or outreach sent an email on Gmail restrictions, and the Gmail restrictions that were put in place on February that are going to be put in place on February 1st, 2024 is that if you have 0.3% of emails that you send out, which is three emails out of 1000 emails get marked as spam, they will lock your accounts. Right. And so, and I don't know what that means. Does that mean like, they, like you just can't send anything or you literally can't log in? Like, uh, from our experience that like you cannot log in. And you know, don't even, don't even bother sending an email to Google asking them to open it. Like, no, I just want to, you know, care. even us, we don't even like bother like trying to like save uh, Google domains. Like, we're just buying another one. Like, just don't waste your time. Just buy new domains. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough one. And therefore, yeah. but it's just a good thing. You know, it's like everything. It's just that there is a ma- bunch of people that came up to, trying to make quick money with code emails, and you know. Now we have this vague restriction and just the stronger going to adapt and going to be going to survive. It's always mm-hmm. been like that. If you think back then, it was about the cost to get started. Now everything is cheap. Now it's about AI personalization and how you can make sure that your message is ultra relevant. And now that everybody can access to AI personalization, it's coming back to deliverability. Always vagues of, 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 you know, challenges coming our way. Mm-hmm. We always think that we're on the, on the brink of destruction and code emails never going to work again. But, you know, I think we're still gonna thrive and be able to to land in in the primary inbox and uh, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. have to weather the storm. It and you said something interesting, which is like, um, you know, we're in a, that email pirate group and uh, which which is awesome, and we're all you know talking about like the different ways we're trying stuff and, and focusing on email. But you said something interesting, which is like, email was kind of like a uh, or setting up email and sending a bunch of cold emails was almost like you know. A couple clicks, right? Is is kind of how easy it got. And you mentioned that the big thing that's coming is going to be infrastructure on this, right? And it's almost like you're going to have to have a whole team dedicated just to email like deliverability. Like it's crazy, one hundred percent. And and yeah. that that means that. And if you think, take time to look into it. Email, uh, code email becoming more and more technical. Like it's, it's actually, yeah. you need to have like, you need to play with API. You need mm-hmm. to understand networks. You need to understand IP. You need to understand spam filters. Like I was chatting with uh, one of my partner earlier. Like we were literally considering hiring like a head of deliverability, just maybe just somebody mm-hmm. just making sure that we land in the inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So now it's, it's, a, it's a constant work and, and just trying to get ahead of what's happening. Yeah. And I think too, like, uh, well, I was early at outreach, right? So I was, I was early, uh, we helped create the machine, uh, whether that you think that's good or bad. Right. But, um, (laughs) well, you know, the way I think about it is even like what, four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. We would have customers. I mean, big customers, I won't name, but like big B2B SaaS companies we all use every day reach out and be like, why is this going to spam? What's happening? What are we doing? And like, like none of us really had answers, right? Like yeah. no one freaking knew. Like we were like, I don't know, like dude, ask Gmail, right? We were like, <laughs> we have no idea, man. Like, um, and so that's not going to fly anymore, man. Like that's going to be a whole, like you almost, if you are touching email as a service provider, like an outreach or a sales loft or a group or whatever, like 
I think they're going to have to have this head of deliverability, just like you mentioned, right? And they're going to almost have to have their pod or their, it's like an engineering squad almost to, to figure out like, hey, what do we do about this? Do we spin up our own custom, you know, like servers? Like, what are we doing? Um, or they'll hire some people like you, right? Which is going to going to be good for business for Enzo, right? Enzo and team. So, <laughs> which is great, man. So, which is great. Uh, we sh- but at the same time, I'll tell you that even on our end, we can anticipate that we're gonna have to buy more domains at some point, just to just to equ- just to balance the volume that we want to do. Because right now, I'll tell you that on average, we send between forty to forty-five email per inbox per day. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We are actually considering going even lower than that, um, mm-hmm. because realistically speaking, what human being send forty-five emails per day? It's kind of it's kind of kind of high when you take time to think about it, mm-hmm, and we have mm-hmm. to keep thinking that maybe it's just too high. Maybe we just have to go lower. Maybe we just have to adjust the the warm up ratio. Um, even on the warm up side, most tools right now that are part of email sequencer always have a two email sequence. Now we're considering like maybe we should. That's why we're thinking about getting our own uh, warm up network. Maybe we should have longer threads of emails going maybe to mm-hmm. five, six, seven emails, um, mm-hmm. just because it needs to look like an actual human is having a conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and domain's reputation is just unpredictable. So the more we can mimic human behaviors, uh, the more we actually probably have better deliverability overall. And that's kind yeah. of the, the old mindset we, we're trying to keep in. Yeah, and for those that will listen to this, I, I, something I want to call out too is like uh, a tactic that, the email gurus are using today that me, Enzo, Jesse, uh, Jesse O, shout out to Jesse again, he's amazing. Uh, what we're doing is we're basically buying a number of domains related to our main domain. So like my main domain is distribute.so, right? Um, however, I'm not sending emails from distribute.so because that is my, my main domain. I don't wanna burn that of domain. So what I, what I and others are doing is we're buying domains associated with distribute, like getdistribute.com or trydistribute.xyz. And we're buying tens, sometimes even hundreds of these domains and even in only sending about 50 emails per one of those domains. But now I think this is a good transition in zone to like, dude, what is your ideal cold email stack right now? I'm biased. I'm, my life, I'll tell you honestly, most yeah. of, our, of a stack in our agency, it's like the main motherboard is clay. Clay is just the tool. Clay, totally, okay. Oh, we totally addict to clay. Uh, shout out to Veron. Uh, but uh, their, their tool is insane. And for those that don't know clay, it's just kind of uh, where we can have an entire workflow created from start to finish. Like you have 50 dat- plus database integrated within their tools. Okay, email verifier, like cleaner, you can just pretty much everything in play. So that's kind of what we use to like create our own yeah. workflow. We can do our personalization within it. Uh, it's just better to have clay than have like an item, like you know, a couple of workflow and trying to like figure out what's breaking, what doesn't break. Clay is just, it's more expensive, but just such a great tool. And, we cannot just recommend it more enough. Yeah, and clay clay is clay is like almost Airtable, but for like data, right? Like that's kind of the way I would describe it. Like, it am I wrong in that, or like how would you? No, describe no, I think, I think I think it's, it, yeah, it's the same thing. It's Airtable, 
But all the tools that you would purchase on the side, well, they're all integrated within your Airtable. So you can enrich whatever you need within your, your table. Uh, you can use uh, ChatGPT from it. You can use your your favorite, you can use LinkedIn through your air through your, through your clay directly. You can do search on LinkedIn directly from your clay table. You can look at company that have like similar industries. You can just do everything from it, which is a completely yeah. wild tool. Uh, totally recommend it. It's crazy, crazy what you can do with clay right now. So basically you just get a whole data set of people you want to go outbound to, right? Or you want to reach out to via cold. And then instead of manually having a rep go personalize everything and then hit send, ChatGPT does it all for you. And then you integrate it with like, let's go to the next piece of this. You integrate it with Smart Lead or, or instantly, and I'm sure you're biased yes. towards one or the other. Smart Lead it is. He's your guy. Uh, such a good tool. Uh, yeah. Are we staying within the pirate? The, the, the pirate. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart Lead is our favorite tool. Uh, just just such a robust tool though we are smart for that uh for email sequencing um and they, to be honest they have also a great community on slack and uh we we, we enjoy chatting with them so we, we pretty much big fan of smart lead um i'll tell you that's that for email sequencer to get to get that data because clay is great to build workflow but it, you're not going to use your clay credit to actually get uh data from that so we're still yeah. using like Apollo uh, for most of the stuff. We have custom scrapers for Google Maps and certain directory. And uh, we also use like Crunchbase and Harmonic for more like SaaS, B2B, SaaS uh, type of companies we're going after. Nice. And then th those integrate with Clay or no? You're, you're basically scraping those. On no, the no, no, no. Yeah. We, we're scraping them on the SaaS. We're just using a webhook and just pushing them into our Clay table. Oh, wow. Interesting. So webhooks from there. And then so Clay's managing like your rows of data in terms of your prospect data, right? Or account data, whatever it is. You're taking that, you're pushing it into Smartlead, which is the sequencer that has the auto inbox rotation for those listening. Um, and that does the automatic warm up of your of your in, in domains as well. So you're using Smartlead to do the warm up of these new domains so they look like real accounts. And then after that, like, are you using anything like when people respond, right? Like, what's it look like from there? Because this is where I fall off, right? Like I get responses, yeah. I set up meetings and that's, that's probably the ultimate goal. But like, what am I missing in that whole process? Mm, I'll tell you that depends on, on the, on the kind of agency side. Like I, I love JC product that I've been raising. I don't know if we should talk about it. I don't know if it's still in beta, but he has an amazing product on the, on the agency dashboard level, they integrate with Smartly, Cloudflare, and they do all the DNS uh, DMARC setup automatically. Uh, yeah. That is just an awesome tool. Um, but on the client side, I'll tell you, it depends on the client. Some of them want really to respond to each individual uh, client. We can have, I will give them access to the master inbox through Smartly, then they can respond to client. Others just want to get a, a webhook from their Slack so they know when they have to respond. Um, but it just varies. Like I don't have a I don't have a set framework. It it really depends. Yeah. But most of them like to respond directly to clients just because we're only taking clients that you know have a kind of high high ticket prices, and therefore they yeah. just want to make sure there's this white glove kind of a, a personalized touch when it comes to the response. Yeah, and and what is your and this is probably a very broad, broad question, but like sequence recommendations. Like I'll tell you, I have I should actually pull this up and show you, but. 
I have one email going out. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I have a you know um, a one email in Smart Lead slash instantly, and this one email I've sent to like it's got a two percent reply rate, not 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 the best. However, of that, I'm a one man show. I've set up in the past four weeks 136 meetings. Are you in looking four for a weeks. job? I'm yeah. out of man. <laughs> Look, That's it, crazy. I'll show you the dashboard. It was crazy. It's crazy. I'm excited to talk to you about it because actually you you do you do the G when it comes to lead magnet and that was probably probably like the main point when uh, when you just mentioned like seconds recommendation because realistically and this is I, I'll only talk from my for our agency realistically 85 to 95 percent of the responses we're getting will be coming from email one and two anything after yeah. that you're just taking risk on then being a uh, tiger as a spam. So for us, we're putting all the firepower in email one. Straight up the best thing we can come up with. Oh. We're adding with so much relevance, so much personalization that we pretty much use little to no spin tax because almost no two emails are similar. You know, as I mentioned, we did so much research on the account research of the of, of each contact that we know that emails are not gonna be similar whatsoever. So Pretty much we can tell them how we know them. We show them that we know what they do, who they're serving, who's on their team. We can, as I mentioned, we can mention customer by name, reference experience. Um, then right off the bat, I love the Poke the Bear framework by Sir Josh Brown. So we're asking them, are they tackling a particular problem? And I think the most important thing coming to 2023, 2024 is the lead magnet in your first email. And mm -hmm. I think that's what makes the difference in our in our agency what we see crazy response when the first email is leading with flick magnet because if we show people that we know them that we exactly know who they're serving and what we actually know what's their problem and by the way because we know they have the problem we're actually coming up with a a, a small way a narrow a complete solution to a narrow problem and we're giving them away for free they're just losing their mind they're like how mm -hmm, the hell mm -hmm. and, and you know what the, the best thing I think in this particular case that we actually experiment things like we don't ask anything else. We just like, hey, by the way, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. I know you might have this particular problem and, and I'm just coming up with a solution for you. Do you want it? Yes or no? All I want is credit conversation, you know? And a lead magnet is just a complete solution to another problem. And our idea is that, it's not coming from me, from Alex Mosino. you know, a person who pay with their time now is more likely to pay with their money later. So, that's kind of how we're coming up with our first emails. Like, what can we can provide value to to the to recipient? So much value they would be willing to pay for it, but we're giving it away for free. Um, and yeah, we're just asking if they would be interested in receiving it. So that's yeah, for email and, one. In email yeah. one, I've seen some stuff like some interesting stuff I've tried, right? Which is like, if we think about distribute, which is a product to help you create lead magnets or basically microsite pages that capture data, get you basically lead magnets, right? And so with that, what what I've tried in the past with email one that's worked super well, I actually couldn't even keep up because I was like, hey, I'm going to, I reached out and one of them was like, hey, um, why it looks like your business does this and this. I want to create you a lead magnet that will help you get leads from social media, LinkedIn specifically. Um, and they would say yes. So within 24 hours, what I would do is I would turn around and what yeah, I would do is just use GPT to build out the lead magnet and then add a conversion and like event on top, like, or, or like an email gate or something. Right. 
and that was beautiful. Um, and then from there, you're you're right. Like that's what worked for me is then that would start the conversation of like, how'd you do this? Um, how would you scale this? You know, um, how does this work? And that gets people actually talking. I've had some friends do like, um, I've seen some friends do like YouTube thumbnails, right? Where they have an agency that does like a bunch of YouTube stuff. So they'll do like, oh, hey, we'll create you a free YouTube thumbnail for a potential video you can make. So they're just giving the main thing, their main one of their, a piece of their main offering to them for free, right? And saying, hey, look, like we're willing to put in, we're willing to give in order to get. It's basically rest, reciprocity, right? At the end of the day, that's like basically what it is. You know? Absolutely. I think, it, you know why I think it came up? It, 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 there is just a rise of those. It's just because people are just surfing way too hard on the guarantee side of things. They're like the guarantee, like if I don't give you a million dollars in the next 30 days, like and we walk for free. Like there's just so much crazy guarantee nowadays that just do not make sense. <laughs> that just like, they just sound so unrealistic that the only way you can prove that you're trustworthy is by giving away a piece of your work for free. And you know what? The market is going to always judge you what you're providing for free. And people are going to be like, mm -hmm. hey, if you give me that thing so for free, and it's just so freaking good. Can I imagine what the paid thing might be? And that's mm -hmm. just the way you can build trust, I think, with Goldman in 2024 right now. Just like yeah. showing that you, you are who you claim you are. We've done, there was this era where we tried to throw a million freaking tools at things to like, do outbound and do all this crazy stuff and like get meetings and, and all this. And I think we over-engineered a lot of it um, from a, from a, from a high level. Right. I mean, we're going to have to go into engineering, how to just make an email go into the inbox soon, but like at a, at a different level, what I mean is we try to get all these different tools that would just send, do the same thing in a different way. Right. There was like, Oh, we'll send a colonial from this system and this system. But at the end of the day, what's underneath there is all the same. And, What's interesting about that is how we're all, we're coming back to like, we're coming full circle to back to basics within what we're doing, right? Which is yeah. like reciprocity. <laughs> you know, like, human psychology. It's all, I'll be honest, it's all it is. It's just human psychology. Yeah. Like, and it, yeah. It's crazy, right? It's like, it, in when I was starting on this cold email journey, you know, like on the, the cold email pyre journey with multiple domains and all this stuff. I was like, shoot, like trying to overthink sequences just because I came from outreach, right? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this seven step sequence. And the third step is going to be this thing and da, 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 da. And then yeah. here I am now with this great sequence that has one email in it. I don't even do a follow up. <laughs> to be honest, we do. I'll tell you, you're probably right. We do. The max we do just because people we have to like justify that we're trying, you know, and and sometimes that make, that makes sense, and we have to justify that. Okay, somebody might be out of the office, somebody guy might be sick, and some stuff like that. So we never know, you know. We do we never do more than four. Uh, and to be honest, email one is what we talked about. Email two is like we are actually going to go a step forward and deliver the actual result of the lead magnet because they're like, okay, uh -huh. maybe they like they're saying it too much. So we're actually delivering the result so they can see, hey. Didn't say yes, but we're still giving it to you. Check it out. Mm -hmm, Just because mm -hmm. we want to show them the quality of our, our service or what we're doing. Then from there, if, they, hey, if after that we have no response, we're going on a total different angle of email three. Like, okay, let's reassess. What's the pain point? We have to actually say, hey, if there is like something we're missing, is there is a different pain point? Do you have a different problem? Like we're literally trying to understand something else because if the link magnet didn't work, maybe there's not the right pimple for the specific uh, uh, contacts. 
Um, and then email for is just a breakup email. We're still trying to provide some value in the email for and we're just letting them know that, hey, uh, we're here if you have any need, need us and trying to provide another different kind of value. Dude, I was at an event the other day talking to like other like CEOs or, you know, like pretty like 100 person plus companies, right? Um, and we were, they were asking me about the cold email stuff because they're like, hey, you come from outreach, like where do you think this is going? And this is before the whole drama came out with like the limits and stuff. And everyone was like, we're thinking of what to do with SDRs and how to think about the SDR team because is it, is it really working, right? <laughs> like all this stuff. Like, um, and not that SDRing doesn't work. It's just, it, it doesn't work when you're just trying to do volume and send shit, right? Like is what I think. So do I think having SDRs is dead? No, like I think SDRs are amazing, but I think they're going to have to be very targeted, very like, like, um, a little bit more jack of all trades when it comes to this whole outbound process, right? Not just like doing a task and then going to the next and going to the next and going to the next, because we can automate that. Right. And, yeah. And does that work? Uh, but they're going to have to be a little more strategic, but anyways, going back to this, they're asking me um, what goes on. And, and, I, and I look at them and I go, let me throw this question back at you. What do you do with most of the emails you get in your inbox? Cause you probably get hundreds per day. And they go, honestly, I do two things. I block, I mark a spam and I block. 100%. (laughs) They take it a step further than mark a spam. They just block. And then I go, one guy asked, I go, really? So like, what if it's actually important? And the CEO CEO goes, if it's that important, someone else on my team would bring it to me because they'll know it's a problem that should be solved right now. That's why personalizations make so much sense. And you need to be a relevant personalization at so much level that you cannot imagine for a sec that a human didn't wrote that message. Yeah. And, and, and so it goes back to like, you have to almost be like a sniper now, like, right. Yeah. Like with the problem, a sniper with the problem. And you have to say, Hey, like, I know you're dealing with this because maybe you heard from someone or shit. It's a common, like, you know, every B2B SaaS company right now is, is trying to figure out fucking, yeah. like what to do with cold email just because of the trend, you know, like, um, well, you would you would hope. <laughs> right. It, it, it kind of break their mind when I told them that I sent more email than the entire SDR department in a single day that they send in an entire month. That just break their like their mind when I showed them the dashboard. Hey, we send more email than you guys sent in. A, we sent in a single day than they sent in a single month. And it's like, all personalized, right? It's all yeah. personalized, and you would not make the difference between what you guys sent and what I sent. And you know, we, we cost like five grand a month. Like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's crazy. kind of, a, it's kind of, it's just, it's just break their mind and they're like, okay, I have like 45 piece, 45 SDR on my team. Well, what do I do? I'm like, well, you know, that's the problem you have to figure out. But, um, this is yeah. a question I have for you. What do you think about setting up this like inbox rotation system for each person, like in an org, like for different people of an org? No, I think. For big organizations, it's kind of hard because then the IT guys get involved and they're just like, I don't understand why you want to create the 250 domains. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Security. And they're just like starting being freaked out and they're just like working against us. And I'm like, and it's, it's just it. too much. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, there's many ways we're doing it for agency, like based on the amount that, you know, of the time we just plan a certain amount of, 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 of inboxes that we obviously split. But then if you have to think about what, in my opinion, what SDR and A's should be doing right now, it's really social selling. Like be on LinkedIn, yeah. post stuff, uh, 
we work together where when I contact people, you automate the visit of the uh, of their LinkedIn profile. Uh, you start commenting on stuff like we have to work together because otherwise it's not gonna. Yeah, like you won't be able to beat us in terms of volume and personalization. Yeah, and I think you know what's something that I found in doing my kind of old cold email journey here is of all those meetings that I set, it's I don't even think it's because the first email most of it. What it's most because of your LinkedIn profile? Exactly. It's crazy. It, it's insane. Like I'll, I'll tell you something. I have a client right now. She's just killing it on LinkedIn. I send the email like. Half of the response are like, I check you on LinkedIn. This is wild what you're doing. Can we talk? Can you help me? And I'm like, well, I just should send the link. And I'm like, I almost tended to send the LinkedIn profile in the first email. By the way, guys, <laughs> don't do that. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Listen to me. Uh, yeah, but yeah. She, she just have like 50 or 70,000 followers. She just put viral content over and over again. People check out, and they check the legit. That's why like your LinkedIn presence is everything as well. Like make sure you're over there and you show that you know, you're putting content, you're relevant, people like what you're doing. Like, it builds trust. Like, it's all about, you know, it's all about yeah. trust and the way you present yourself on LinkedIn nowadays, just everything. Yeah, it it's crazy. And that, that's what it, so I tell people the magic duo in all the cold email, I always tell people, you know what the most important thing is in any cold email system? It's not the subject line, it's not what's in the body. It's the name that it's coming from. Because if Enzo emails me, I'm going to open it because I'm like, that's my boy Enzo. Or if yeah. say I didn't know you when we weren't on this podcast, but it's someone I follow, well, Alex Hermosi, right? If I never, you know, I'm on his like email distro list and all that stuff. But like if if he emailed me, if Alex Hermosi emailed me, I saw Alex Hermosi and it looked like like a real email, I'm going to open that fucking thing, right? Sure. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it because I know who that is, right? I, I know the name. And so going back to that, like, I think what's worked for me is not that, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here because people are like, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? And I'm like, honestly, how I'm doing it is you're building trust on like LinkedIn. You're providing valuable content there. And then if you, your name, people know you by name. If they, if your name lands in their inbox, you're already 50% of the way there because they're going to open it. Right. And so I'm like, that's, that's, that's the real secret. I think in this whole thing. <laughs> is like a, I, I agree with you 100%. Mastin like some vanity metrics or something. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a, I'm a bit of a shadow, but when I go on the, on the anti uh, LinkedIn, I'm saying 100,000 followers. I'm like, probably the guy has something interesting, like figure out something interesting about life because to have 100,000 followers on LinkedIn, I think that's the number that you have, something like that. Some yeah, it's like 170 number. or yeah. something like that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, this guy probably know a thing or two about what he's doing because he has such a, crazy amount of people. So you might have interesting, something interesting. It's, it's just the truth. You know, it's, he's posting yeah. consistently. He has great people engaging on his comment. Like it just helps so much. Yeah. And, it, and this is why, this is why I've been preaching to people like, man, um, and dude, every CEO right now, I've been telling like, this is what you have to do. Like, like your thing right now should be Posting on LinkedIn every day, even if you get a freaking ghostwriter, dude, go get a ghostwriter, right? And then, and then complementing that with cold email, I promise you, it will work. Like we are going to, yeah. yeah, for sure. We are adding it to our package right now in our agency. Perfect. Like we are, I was we just going to say that we're literally adding it in a package because like just just makes it. Like, and we see so disgusting LinkedIn all the time. Like okay, it's going to be hard, but now we're like okay, let's offer this as a package, and then at least you know. We, we know where we're going with this. And that also helped the, the client on the, on the commitment on the long term say, okay, 
we're gonna grow that thing together. They're really invested in in, in me, so yeah, kind of like it yeah. as well. Where I was going with this is I was like, you like as the agency helping with cold email, you should actually do that as part of the package, right? Because I think it would be even like again an idea, but that would fucking skyrocket it, right? Um, it's gonna take time on the LinkedIn side, of course, but like that's something that you know you'll have to spin to them and tell them because a lot of people today that that's the big sell is like. Hey, we're gonna do this work, but you have to be patient. This this isn't like overnight success, you know. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But so. it's just it's just the name of the game. And I think what people underestimate is that I think LinkedIn is today what Instagram was like five six years ago. I still yeah. think we're just like we're just getting started, and you need oh. to you need to get on a train right now because like in five years from now it's gonna be completely different. And it's gonna be hard to get traction. Yeah, just like any network, right? It like just yeah. becomes saturated, right? And and I think, man, I am. Uh, it's already getting a little harder, right? No, I I still am very bullish on LinkedIn. I mean, I, 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 I yeah, yeah, LinkedIn, yeah, right, yeah. But it is getting harder because a lot of people are realizing, holy shit, like um, LinkedIn's amazing for like actually making money, right? Um, and like if your goal is to like use social as a tool to make money, which that's how I look at it, right? Like. Um, if I was a billionaire, would I be hanging out on LinkedIn? Probably not. Right. Let's be honest. I yeah. use social media as a tool. <laughs> like, that's why I use it. You know, I use it as a tool. So like um, with that, you know, the way I think about it is like it's it's amazing. And so, um, look, I, I, I've helped cr creators become creators and all that. Um, but every time I see someone post like, hey, why am I not getting engagement anymore? Da -da -da, and I'm like, because you can't post a picture of your food anymore. And like expect to get a hundred likes, you know, like that the game is changing because now you have more, a little more competition coming and the, it's still very scratching the surface right now, but you need to like figure out all the basics. We won't get into the hooks, the, da, 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 the formatting, all that. Right. Um, anyways, now we're preaching the choir, but I just think it's, that is the magic duo, man, that like that not enough people talk about. I think the company that is, uh, and you pr and you know them pretty well, more than anybody else, but the one that is scaling on LinkedIn is definitely Limelist. Those guys are like monsters. Oh, yeah. They're oh, just yeah, they're ridiculous. Amazing. I love Lavender as well. They're like killing it, but Limelist is just like straight up savage. I mean, they have the tool. They, they know they know what's up. They know. <laughs> they you, know sold, what you sold them yeah. the tool that they need to know to get, yeah. to get, the, to get the job done. So they got yeah, the inside yeah. out. They know like, okay, we got any tool now. We can do what we want. Uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Th those guys are like, I, I don't see anybody else with better brand, company brand, even individual brands. And it's just interesting. It's just not the, it's not just Guillaume. It's almost everybody in the, almost everybody in the organization at some high level. They're just like all killing it. They're, yeah, they're all content people, dude. They're all Crazy. content people. Yeah, yeah. They all like every, every time someone from Lemless posts, it's fire. It's, it's like, it's just it's, straight of fire. Yeah, it's fire. Crazy. It's just like, like uh who who's the who's the kid um i forget his name that does like the cheat sheet stuff oh the head um, of growth is that Luke? yeah no. uh, is oh he Luke talked to me the other day i forgot his name i'm not gonna look it right now but i know yeah, he's talking uh, about yeah yeah he does he's the cheat sheet guy just yeah just, cheat sheet guy. Yeah, you know cheat you say the cheat guy. Sheet guy we know where you are this is how, how yeah. good you are we don't cheat it we know who you, who you are yeah it's we crazy. know the cheat sheet guy like we know who he, yeah and like he's freaking amazing dude and like um, every time he posts something like fire, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's amazing. And yeah. so, um, yeah, they, they, that team is, is they're, they're crushing it. Um, so when I think about distribute myself, I think one of my qualifications for, as we build this team, 
to, I'm going to do the same thing. Like, that, like you're going to, it's almost like you're going to have to be a content person, man. Like, like if you're a salesperson content, if you're marketing, you have to be doing content because that is the part of the puzzle today is like creating that valuable stuff, which is why you see, and this is a good transition, why you see like Hormozy, I don't know what he said. He said this publicly. He spends like 150 K a month on like a content team. Yeah, he has a crazy major team. Yeah, he has like some crazy amount he spends. I think it was it was like over a hundred thousand a month or something. Yeah, but what he did is that we did an interesting thing. The first six months that we were planning the media thing is that he actually hired an agency and kind of told them straight up, "Hey, listen, we're gonna learn everything you do for the next six months. We're gonna pay high price. We want to learn everything else. Then we're gonna bring our our people copying whatever you did for us." So, oh, really? and then from there, okay. yeah. And then from there, he just like build his own thing. And just, and, you know, it's like, I'm paying high price for the best guys out there. So just like, yeah, does what he does. And so for those listening, um, Enzo, let's talk a little bit about this, man, is, uh, you, you helped Hormozy on his last book launch, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken on the, on the cold email part. So what was, what was the, the strategy? It was kind of like, hey guys, uh, we we want like uh, we want we want to make this challenge, and we kind of have who can who can set us the most people showing up to the book launch. I'm like, okay, let's do it, guys. Um, and to give you the idea, I was so that was five weeks, and I was uh, I started at like number twelve worldwide. After the first week, I climbed to number one worldwide, and the last three days. Then the guy from publishing.com showed up with his uh, contact list of million people and just took my spot in like 48 hours. And uh, this was a joke. I was like feeling so pissed. And then I ended up like uh, second worldwide. So we, we sent him like uh, 6,978 leads in five weeks. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the play. You know what? You have the exclusivity worldwide because I haven't recorded the video on my on my YouTube channel yet, but it's gonna come out next week. Um, I'll give. I'll try to summarize it like quite fast for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll, and then yeah. we'll watch the breakdown on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you can go on my on my YouTube video. By the way, uh, Alex showed up on the YouTube video, on my YouTube channel and decided to talk with me about Cold Irish and invite a couple of guys. So if you guys want to check it out, it was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so the idea was, okay, when we saw Alex, we were like, how did this guy build his brand? And that was kind of the first kind of way we were thinking about how did this guy build his brand? Where are we going to find people that are interested in, in, in learning more about acquiring leads from Alex and Mose? And what we did is like, we actually listened to all his podcasts that he ever published since 20, I think 17, 2016. And we noticed kind of a, a pattern. We noticed that he always goes on people that have huge audience, people that usually fall under the umbrella of self-development. And there's something else that we notice that he's always the richest person in the room. In only two other equations, he was not the richest person in the room in all the podcasts that ever did. So he's positioning himself as an authority figure, as the one that have the knowledge on how you can make good, a lot of money. Other than that, he's always the richest guy, and you're always targeting people with huge amounts of, of, of audience in the self-development space. So we, th- we thought about it, what the self-development people love, what, what, why they would be interested in, in Alex. And something that we kind of, the hypothesis that we had was like, those guys are one thing for sure, dopamine addict. When you like your, your podcast, you're listening to your podcast every day. 
you're like almost like a religion. Everybody likes his little podcast. Everybody's listening on the way to work all the time. And we made the assumption that, okay, if this is true, where do those guys hang out? Well, it's kind of hard to, it would be impossible to scrape like Spotify uh, listeners of the podcast Alex been on. Mm-hmm. But we assume that if those guys are actually true fans, would they follow the actual podcast on LinkedIn? So what we did is that we will pick up all the podcast hosts that Alex been on for the past 24 months, and we scrape all the LinkedIn followers of the podcast host uh, on LinkedIn. And we came huh. up with like a crazy number, like I think uh, 150,000 emails. And the idea was the following. I'll give you one play that we did because we did like six or seven of them. The one that we did was, um, for example, like Stephen Bartlett, uh, Diary of the CEO. We were like, um, because let's think about it. Imagine the type of people that would be so in love with their podcast that they would follow on LinkedIn when you're not going to be able to listen to your podcast whilst on LinkedIn, but you're so passionate about this guy that you're still following on LinkedIn. You, you like the, you're a fan. You're a true fan. You're not just yeah. the average Joe, you're like a true fan because you're following the guy on LinkedIn. He's never going to put a, a, a video, an audio of his podcast on LinkedIn, but you're still following him. So we know that you, you're probably one of the best guy. So we're like, okay, let's assume that. So for example, Stephen Bartley, Diary of the CEO, and this email sequence was like, hey, first name, uh, glad to see another, um, another listener of Diary of the CEO. So right off the bat, we're like, hey, we're the same. We're listening to the same stuff. We're exactly yeah, the same, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what was this email? Let's just another CEO. Uh, it looks like you target, looking at your LinkedIn profile, I'm just trying to remember, looking at your LinkedIn profile, it seems like you're targeting that kind of people and you're helping them with that, with that particular product. So first line, we're telling them that you know you're listening to this show. And by the way, it looks like you're targeting this kind of people and that you help them with that and with that particular product and service. Um, and... Um, we told them, by the way, uh, do you know Alex Somozzi? He was in episode 235 of Diary of the CEO, and I actually have the framework he used to send 20,000 leads per day, to generate 20,000 leads per day. Are you interested in having this? And the interesting things we did, we actually tagged, most important thing, we actually look in the list of the of Tim Bartley, Diary of the CEO, all people that have sales, business development, revenue strategy, leads, uh, everything about generating revenue because we want to make sure that the ligma makes sense for them because part mm-hmm. those guys probably will be interested in learning how to generate 20,000 leads per day. So right off the bat, we let them know, we, we know who you listen to, we let them know who you're targeting, how you're helping them, and we're giving you something that is related to your job that might interest you. And in case you don't know who's Alex Somozzi, we're telling you there was in your favorite guy podcast and episode 235 that you probably listen. <laughs> so you have the testimonial, yeah. you have the, it makes sense. If my favorite guy is invited this guy on the show, it must be legit. And this guy is willing to give me the, the recipe that he's using to get 20,000 leads per day. And that makes so much sense for my job. Why would I say no to that? Yeah. And yeah. we're like, PS, uh, by the way, uh, Alex is launching his book. Uh, I, I, I had you to, uh, I'll send you to, uh, I'll send you two of this under this chapter for free. Uh, let me know if you're interested. They respond and we send them like the booking link, they sign up and that's it. Wow. And that was like, and again, all the responses were from that one, the, most of them from that first email. Here's the thing with, uh, yeah, most of them were the first email, sometimes the second, but most, so, like I will tell you, 80 to 95% were the first one. Uh, and, but that was a crazy number. We're talking about, we sent like 600,000 emails, like in five weeks. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. And were they all coming from him? 
like what was it his name that they were coming from or was it from from what? like the the from name because it was he was trying to who oh, the, the from name like from? yeah no no it was it was like random uh, domains it was not from alex it was not oh, from alex we could, like we couldn't use now we couldn't use his name now we know we were you not can, allowed to do that because yes. he didn't he didn't say we didn't see what we were sending uh no mm-hmm. no we have like a bunch of domain and we are sending from the domains what wow. matter and we just and the domain was just redirecting to the to the tour or Main landing website. page so wow. they were like either way they were checking they were able to sign up right away or you know they were like oh episode 235 they're just checking oh geez the guy is legit let me sign up wow that's crazy so you sent them about seven thousand leads or 600 900 or 6978 i think is what you said and that's insane five weeks and it goes back to that email that you just described which was you pretty much were like hey we know who you are and here's something free of value that we know you freaking love yeah is the like the lead magnet play right like it was the lead magnet play. <laughs> like essentially it's all, it, it's all the lead magnet it's like giving them something of, of like that they can use to educate themselves or learn more not asking, hey, can we do 15 minutes or like get their time? No, 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 that doesn't work. And the other interesting play you did is you like rented the audience of someone else, right? 70%. In order to do that. Yeah, 70% of what we do in our agency is like, just focus on the ICP. Just focus on the ICP because that will make most of the job. If you have the right ICP, that will just save most of the job you have to do. Like we're not trying to sell yeah. like a rebuy at a vegan festival. like. We're trying to get ultra narrow <laughs> to a guy that just like would die. And we know those podcast guys are dopamine addict. They, all they want is just getting the extra edge. They're trying to get more productive. They're trying to get the extra edge constantly. And we're just giving them what they want. Yeah. Interesting. So you're looking at like the habits of the ICP too, right? So you're kind of like, okay, the ICP of Steven probably has a lot of overlap of hormoses because they're, you know, they're, they're trying to get better. They're trying to listen to CEOs and be more productive. And yeah, interesting, man. That's crazy. And, and we did that for everybody. For my first yeah. man podcast, we did that for Chris Williamson podcast, Tom Bell. We have all of those guys. Well, man, uh, we're at about time here, Enzo. So um, where, where can people find you? How can they work with you? Like, what, you know, give, give us a spiel there on, on, on that so that way people know. Okay, yeah, you guys can find me on LinkedIn, Enzo Carrasso. I think my name is going to appear down there. You can also find me on YouTube, uh, Enzo Carrasso. So, yeah, hit me and up. Then, yeah, and on YouTube, you're going to you give away a lot of more of your email secrets, right? Of like, yeah, hey, I just started my first video with actually when I interview Alex. Like, first, we got 20,000 views. It's crazy. I'm still like, I launched it like seven days ago. It's kind of wild. Uh, wow. And I, yeah, I'm just going to have videos every week. Uh, just giving like secrets, workflow, strategy, everything we just talked about pretty much. Yeah, well, I'll be there. I'll be watching, man. I got, you got a sub here. All right. I appreciate it, Andy. I appreciate it, Andy. (laughs) Well, thank you, man.